Oops, you stumbled into that leadership position. You had a big vision, big ideas, but it hasn't gone quite as you planned. You're in the right place. Welcome to the Accidental Leader Podcast with your accidental leader, Bo McDonald. Hello and welcome into another episode of the Accidental Leader. I'm your host and your fellow accidental leader, Bo McDonald. This is episode number 13, lucky number 13, and I'm going to fly solo on this one. I have no guest with me because I want to hit pause. There's a topic that has been coming up on pretty much all of the episodes of the Accidental Leader that we've done so far, and we've kind of touched on it, but we haven't dove deep into it. And I want to make sure you understand what we're talking about because it is such an important topic. Just the fact that it has come up in discussion in almost every episode we've done means I wanted to stop and and do an episode dedicated to this one very topic. It is the root system. If you've listened to the previous episodes, you've probably heard us talk about how the root system really makes us who we are today. It, It makes us how we make our decisions, what we do, how we react to things, our personalities, our communication styles. So I want to take a moment today and and just talk about the root system. So when we talk about it in future episodes, you can say, ah, I know exactly what it is. I'm also going to issue a personal challenge to help you understand your root system. Three, two, one. For more resources and to listen to past Accidental Leader podcast episodes, visit theaccidentalleader.com. Courtesy of our sponsors, your marketing company, and Uncommon. So what is this root system thing we talk about? A, a, a coach of mine, uh, when he talked about it, he knows I like wine. I don't know if he describes it this way to everyone, but he, he would equate it to wine. And if you think about how wine is made, it, it comes right off the vine from grapes. And the cool thing is, if you look at one winery and you look at their Pinot Noir, for example, it's coming from the same winery, from the same, the same vines. But from year to year, it's going to taste a little bit different. The outcome is going to be a little bit different. And that's based on what happens with the root system that year. If you're looking at wine from California, one year, it could be a major rainy season, a very wet season. The next, there could be a a large forest fire. The next, it could be very dry. All of that impacts what the wine is going to taste like based on what happens to the vine during that season, what happens to its root system. And, and he explained it that way to share, that is the same outcome for you as a person. What happens to you really determines your outcome, how you react to things, how you communicate with people, and, and just, just you in general. So I want to take a moment today, and I want to go back in my root system. I'm not going to talk about my parents. I'm not going to talk about my grandparents. I'm not going to talk about teachers or leaders. I've talked about some of them. I want to talk about a specific instance. That, that is really buried deep in my root system. And I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to share this with you in hopes that, that perhaps you'll think about your very own root system and, and why it is you react to things the way you do, why it is you communicate the way you do. So I'm going to go back to, to seventh grade with this. And you've probably heard the story of me in, in third grade where 
I was I I was so afraid of speaking in public that when our third grade teacher would make us stand up at our desk and recite our times tables, that eventually she had to take me outside the classroom and just do it one on one because I would stand up and I was afraid of being wrong. I was afraid of being ridiculed. So she would have to take me outside and I, I was just paralyzed. I couldn't speak in front of people. It just it it I would skip class, I'd pretend to be sick just so I wouldn't have to do that. So here we are in seventh grade, just a couple of years past third grade. And I remember Mrs. Baker. She'd been a substitute teacher in elementary school. I was so excited to get her as an English teacher in, in middle school. I, I loved her. She, she, was a, she was a great teacher, a great influence on, on my appreciation for writing and my love of, of writing and communication. But there was one project I remember. She, she asked us to write a short story. And I did. I was excited about that project because I loved writing. And I did it. I spent a lot of time on it. And we get to class. She says, exchange your story with the person next to you and edit it, mark it up. And then we're going to share that. And I felt the fear paralyze me. This is not going to end well. And of course, you might say, oh, Bo, that's probably worst case scenario. It was, and it actually did happen. The, the fellow student who got mine, she was not very pleasant. She was a, she was a very angry person with everyone. And, and I was lashing out at people. So she took my story and edited it. When it got around to be her turn to share my story and the edit she made, she talked about how horrible it was and that she didn't have time to rewrite the entire thing. And I was a horrible writer. And here I was, this thing that I'd spent so much time on, this, this thing that I thought that I was so good at, immediately destroyed me. And I can say for, for years later, for so many years later, that solidified the fact that I will not speak in public. I will not be vulnerable. I will not put myself out there. Because it's going to end just like this. And it broke me. So when you talk about my root system getting older, I never put myself out there because I assumed that everything I did was, was trash. That whatever I did, it probably wasn't good enough. And it certainly wasn't good enough to share with anyone. That was a lie I believed for a long time. Coming directly from my root system. And it impaired me. It, it impaired me in my work life. It impaired me in my personal life. It impaired me, especially as I became a leader. Now I had to put myself out there. I had to talk to people. So I'll tell you how I got over that. But first, I want to issue a challenge to you. I want you to think about what you wish you could change about yourself. As a person, yes, but this is the Accidental Leader Podcast. So I'm going to ask you specifically about your leadership. What is one thing that you wish you could get over? Something that it seems so very true. But if you really reflect on it, it's probably a lie. It's a lie that you've told yourself so many times that you believe that it seems like truth. To me, that lie was, I'm not good enough. My ideas aren't good enough to share. I'll keep them to myself. There's no worth to anyone else. What is that lie that you believe 
that's keeping you from being a better person, a better parent, a better spouse, a better leader? What is that thing? So fast forward many years, it was probably, it was close to when I, I really started your marketing company. So it was, about, it was about 15 years ago. I was invited to speak at an industry conference and I was so excited because I had so many ideas. I started thinking about this writing thing again and, and I was so full of ideas that I wanted to share with my peers. And I put together this spectacular presentation of what I thought was spectacular. And I completely bombed it. I mean, when I say completely bombed it, that's probably an understatement because I was so inside my head wanting to impress these people. That was my chance to, to make my comeback from seventh grade. That was my chance to do this thing and prove I can do this. Except I failed miserably because I was so in my head. I, I was so focused on pleasing others of what people thought about me that I just bombed that presentation. And you'd think that would be the end. Here I go, giving it another try and failing miserably. Except I had a great coach who broke that down for me and made me realize that presentation was pretty damn good. It was me being inside of my head, not getting up on stage, wanting to do my best and wanting to share information and realizing that if there's just a small handful of people out of, out of those hundred that were there to listen to you, that walk away and say, what you said changed my life. What you said changed the way I'm going to market. Since it was a, a marketing presentation, I said, you don't need everyone to like you. You don't need everyone to agree with you. You need to know that what you've said is authentic and that there are at least one, if not a few people in there who say, you know, I really appreciate what you just shared. Thank you so much. I'm taking this back and I'm going to use it. That changed the way I looked at sharing ideas and speaking in public. Once I got over the fact that I didn't need people to like me, I didn't need to impress them, that I needed to realize what is my role right now and can I accomplish that? I remember some of the first board meetings I went to when I was joining a board of a, a credit union. And I still stay, I still stay pretty silent because I truly believe I'm not going to be the person that just overshares and, and owns the room. I want to know that when I speak, that I have something of value to share and people are going to listen. So I haven't totally gotten over that, but it, but it has made me, I think, a, a better contributor to make sure that I'm, I'm processing is what I'm going to share me talking and trying to look like an expert or is me sharing going to do some good? So as I reflect back on third grade, on seventh grade, on that speech that I bombed, all of the, the feedback that my coach gave me, I truly believe that if I had not been through some of that trauma that I did back in third grade and seventh grade, that horrible speech, what would it look like when I'm in a board meeting today? What would it look like when I'm sharing with my team today? I don't think I'd be so cognizant of, of processing the information I share. I may be an overshare. I may tend to own the room. So as I look back, that trauma, well, well it, was, it was not positive. I think it's truly made me a better leader and a better communicator today, the way that I process the information. Now, you heard me talk about my coach who kind of helped me through this. My advice is... Whatever root system issues you're dealing with, find a good coach. 
find someone who can pull that out of you, who can walk you through that, that trauma, those issue, the, the people who have poured that negativity into you, or the situation that you carry with you today. Find, find a coach who's not going to reinforce it, who's not going to say, it's okay, just do better, but who can really help you peel apart that onion. And then find another coach to do that same thing with. You see, the same coach that I used several years ago is not the same coach I use today. And this realization about the story in seventh grade did not come to me from my first coach. It came to me from my second coach. I learned so much from my first, but people have different coaching styles. So you you heard my coach a couple of episodes ago, Mary Jane Walsh. It was a couple of months ago that we were having a conversation and all of a sudden, something she said, something she asked me to think about sparked the story from seventh grade that I hadn't thought about in so long. And as I started sharing that, we started tearing that apart. I realized all of this work that I did with my first coach got me so far, but this different perspective, the different way that she was looking at this issue with me, a completely different way of thinking about it. So I would challenge you to, to find a coach and get as far as you can with them and, and find someone else. I know some folks use three or four coaches at a time. My brain can't handle that. There's no way my brain can handle three or four coaching sessions in a, in a given month. It's a lot for me. Works for some people. For me, I, I, I want one coach. And, and when I feel like I've, I've gotten to the end of the line, that, that those sessions aren't, aren't behooving me anymore. It's time to find someone else who's going to give me some fresh challenges, look at things a different way. So let me go back to my challenge for you. It's not just finding a coach. That is a solution. But something that I want you to think about is those issues you deal with as a leader. Was it something a parent said, a grandparent said, a teacher? Was it an experience much like mine in seventh grade or an experience with a, another leader? You see, our root system tells us what to do, how we react to things, how we communicate. I don't believe it's totally a choice of ours. I believe it's, it's something we don't think about. It's something that's poured into us and we just say, this is the right way to do it. We just react the way that we've been taught to react. We communicate the way that we've been taught to communicate, and we think about things based on our past experiences. So I know this is a fairly short podcast. I'm not going to dwell on it, but I just wanted to take a moment. As we talk about Root System in in so many of the past episodes, and I know it's going to come up time and time again, I just wanted to take a moment and share a little more about Root System. I wanted to share a little bit more about my experience. One of the things in, in my Root System that, that really crippled me, it paralyzed me, and, and hindered my leadership skills in, in so many ways for so long, that I want you to think about that. In the next few moments when this episode ends, take 15 minutes or, or 30 minutes of quiet time. Think about that one issue that you wish you could be better at as a leader, as a parent, as a spouse. Think about that. Think back in your root system. Think about some of the trauma. Think about some of the negative experiences. Think about how that's impacted you. Think about the lie. It's whatever it is you're telling yourself that you can't do or whatever negative behavior you have that you say, well, that's just me. That is a lie. Think about that lie. Think about where it came from. And then think about the truth. For me, I'm, I'm a crummy public speaker that, that has horrible ideas and nothing to offer. 
what a lie that was. Now, to me, the truth isn't I'm a great public speaker. I'm probably not. But I know I can get up on stage in front of a couple hundred people. And I know if I'm tasked to share something that I'm passionate about, I can fill 60 minutes. And I can engage people. And I know at the end of that 60 minutes that I'm going to hear from a few folks the words, thank you. What you said changed me. What you said is really going to help me. Don't need everyone to say it. But the truth is now I know I can get up on stage and I have things to share that will help people. I don't believe that lie anymore that I used to believe that kept me from success. I want you to think about that too. So as we wrap up lucky episode number 13, I just want to say thank you for coming along on this journey with me. I, I hope the stories that, that I share and continue to share are helpful. I hope the, the guests that have been joining me over the last couple of episodes, I hope their stories inspire you, make you think. That's the whole purpose of this podcast. There's hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. And as I was thinking about this one last year when we were starting it, does the world need another podcast? No, probably not. But I believe some of the stories that we're sharing on this podcast are stories that need to be shared that will help inspire and help folks, yes, become better leaders, but also become better people, better spouses, better parents. That's my hope. So thank you for coming along on this journey on the Accidental Leader. We've got episode number 14. We'll be recording soon. We've got a few more great guests lined up. I hope uh, if you're listening to this one, you'll listen back. If this is the first episode you're listening to, and you'll keep listening to some of the stories that we're going to be sharing and some of the great guests we have lined up for you. I want to thank your marketing company for sponsoring this as well as Uncommon. Thanks so much for all the support that you provide. And for everyone who texts and emails and, and Facebooks and, and sends LinkedIn messages of encouragement after each episode. Thank you so much for listening and, and your support too. Episode number 14 coming in two weeks. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Accidental Leader. For more resources and to listen to past Accidental Leader podcast episodes, visit theaccidentalleader.com courtesy of our sponsors, your marketing company and Uncommon.